0: Welcome to the self-help podcast a weekly no-nonsense guide dedicated to your emotional health and well-being presented by entrepreneur edward lamb and psychotherapist sean orford for more information visit liveinthepresent.co.uk there we go right hello welcome to episode 422 of the self-help podcast with me ed lamb and good pal sean orford how are you doing sean
1: I'm doing very well. How are you?
0: I'm all right. Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, not not quite hundred percent. I've uh, yeah, had me jab number two. And I'm, I'd, yeah, I feel all right. Just like running it, maybe ninety percent, ninety five percent, which yeah, could be worse, couldn't it? Yeah, it could it could always be worse.
1: Yeah. yeah, when I had the second one, particularly, my arm hurt for about a week. It was kind of sore just there. you yeah.
0: Yeah, well, that's the main thing I've got actually, and I th- I would just wonder whether that's because I was tossing and turning a bit last night and I couldn't get comfy, so I just wonder if I'm a bit lacking in sleep or who knows what. But um, yeah, nice little operation down at Clapton Bridge yesterday. So I brought I managed to bring forward my second jab by a few weeks because I think they're obviously desperate for everyone to get as protected as possible. Right. Um, so uh, yeah, good setup down there and um, in and out in half an hour or so.
1: Mm. that's good that's good
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah, we're talking about cyberchondria today which is kind of a bit of a fear of which we'll come on to a bit a fear of well a fear isn't the right word or a kind of a habit of looking too much into Google and online when you've got symptoms for and worrying that you've got something you might not and the yeah. associated anxiety from that aren't we yeah
1: and and hypochondria is something that um, that people get a lot, and um, and we all get it, don't we? And it, one of the jokes uh, for me always was that what women tell you this. They say um, children get colds, and men get the flu, and women get on with it. Is the <laughs> is the thing, um, yeah. and and it can be a bit like that in the workplace. No one ever has a cold; they've always got the flu. So, <laughs> can't come in today i've got the flu i'm feeling fluy i can't come in it's not like i've just got a cold. um and i think that that bit of us that does that is the bit that gets driven to dr google to check our symptoms out and it depends which site you land on as to what kind of understanding of your symptoms you're going to get yeah um which can be quite dangerous sometimes
0: it can well we'll talk all about it in a minute because it's quite fascinating stuff really and Probably yeah. likely to get worse before it gets better, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll come on to that. So yeah, livingthepresent.co.uk for any new listeners. Take take a look and do sign up to the email list for weekly alerts and some free meditation files, which might help you through any uh, anxiety you might have about potential yeah. illnesses you may or may, may not have. But yeah, yeah, can, uh, yeah. R- grab them if you can. Um, how are yeah. you doing, John? How's uh, how's life?
1: <laughs> um, life life is okay. Life life is forever busy. Um. And I suppose it's unlikely to become unbusy for quite a while yet because of the issues that are going on around us. Um, But we're at that point of opening up, and that is creating all kinds of of things both ways with people I vote. Yeah. So how's it working for you?
0: Uh, Yeah, well, all right, really. I'm kind of umming about, yeah, where we are. Obviously, the the kind of in the news and online it's all this, the battle rages about whether it's the right or wrong thing to do um i guess if you look at the numbers the data there are a lot of infections going around uh covid that is and then but i mean people are dying from it a, sl- a small increase in deaths i guess which you know the, these are actual people that are dying so it's not not much fun for them and their families um and then but you've got to weigh that up against Yeah, kind of, yeah, businesses that are kind of desperate to reopen and life that's people have. And and there's
1: also the issues that people are talking about, which is, well, if we were having the flu, it would be the same thing. No. Now, I don't know. Mm. But um, it's the whole thing from that point of view is is quite interesting um, from a psychological point of view, watching it going on as an observer. Yeah. Um, and seeing the the extremes. Um, But I I guess that um, it it actually came about this, me thinking about this from working with someone last week who I ended up uh, giving them a copy of of this book by Louise Hay, which is my my resource, which I'll talk about a bit later on, but it's called You Can Heal Your Life. Mm. And one of the things that, that she's saying uh, in, in a, a kind of a roundabout way but she says a lot about um what we were talking about on when we were running the courses about you know thoughts become things the things you think think about you bring about um and and the person that i was working with was the kind of person who um could create a panic attack out of a, a twitch in their little toe. it was that kind of thing and and I, I think that we're, we're kind of ripe for it at the moment. And I've I've been seeing it going on around me of people that they get a feeling and then they go online and, and do the Dr. Google bit. And then they have – it doesn't help them. It actually increases their anxiety, um, especially if they get into the and what's the worst case scenario bit. And then they've got themselves dead in a box, you know, and they've actually got a splinter in their finger or something, you yeah. know. yeah
0: Um, i'm assuming some people are more prone to it than others i mean i had a little a funny little pain in my kind of abdomen ish Mm -hmm. a few months ago and it it was there for a a few days and it like three or four days but it, it wasn't that consistent and it was just a funny little ache but it got to the point where i was like oh gosh i've noticed that again uh do i need to i might need to think about going to the doctor's Um, But then I started to kind of worry about it more and focus on it more. And I was getting worried that I was, I was creating the pain myself. (laughs) Like my thoughts were creating it and then somehow managed to kind of break the cycle. And um, I mean, it might still be something that I should have checked out, but it's, I haven't felt anything for months and months now. So, but I can see why, um, you know, little, little aches or pains that you're not used to having can snowball into something that they're not. But obviously, you know, I've also got a friend who's, I've been diagnosed with a brain tumor recently, so um, it's important to get things checked out, isn't it? As well, and not just kind mm. of British stiff up mm. a lip and oh, I'll be fine, I'll get on with it. Yeah, um, sometimes you. Put- I, I
1: think I think pain is is the body's way of telling us that there's something wrong. You know, if you have got your hand in a flame and it starts burning, you take your hand out because it hurts, um, and and pain is a message. The thing is that sometimes the message isn't coming from. Um, the site of the pain to the brain is being directed from the brain to the site of the pain. You know what I mean? It's more like we're manifesting it. Um, Hmm. The idea of psychosomatic symptoms um, is a very real phrase, and people say it's derogatory, but it's not. There are times when, because we are feeling emotionally down, that gets fed into the, the tissue of our bodies, so our bodies can feel a bit leaden, and a bit kind of like, yeah. And someone says, hey, come on, let's go for a walk. And you're thinking, you must be joking. There's no way I could drag myself out for a walk. And I, I think that it's, it's that bit, it's the relationship between the mind and the body that we don't really appreciate. Mm. You know? And I, I think a lot of it, um, people develop psychosomatic symptoms when they get kind of wound up. And we've been in the classic position to be wound up. And people can't release it so much. You know, you can't actually talk with other people about it. And venting your spleen on Facebook isn't the same as talking to somebody because when you talk to somebody, you have a live-action shared experience. When you're just kind of broadcasting on Facebook and then people are throwing the odd kind of message back here and there, it's not the same as having the conversation although people think it is, mm. you know. Um,
0: yeah, I mean uh, I've got there's a couple of people on my Facebook feed that um have quite have got quite deep into the uh covid conspiracy stuff um and like spouting all sorts of like scientific journals and quite detailed analysis of stuff uh and you know from their point of view uh, people like me and everyone that doesn't respond or is kind of toeing the line with face coverings and you know getting there vaccinations like good little you know uh good little citizens probably must must look mad whereas obviously the opposite is true because <laughs> yeah um but yeah you're right because the people that reply to these those people are friends and family online it, it tends not to be people challenging it's just it tends to be people that agree already um there's the odd little argument here and there uh, Yeah, but i i guess when you do post something online like that you can just you kind of get like this feedback loop of people that agree with you rather than, you know, polite kind of questioning about stuff and, oh, what about this, though? What yeah. about that?
1: Yeah. And, and one of the things is that the people that have those fixed points of views, um, uh, and, and it's a phrase I've heard over and over mm-hmm. again, well, it's a known fact that, and it's like, who knows this fact, you know, that so-and-so is a pedophile or a junkie or whatever, you know, there is this, it's a known fact. And why is it a known fact? Because I read it on Facebook, you know, is that, make it a known fact. <laughs> um, and and that, that's the hard bit, I think. Mm. Um, and um, when, when you had the pain in your side, did you Google it?
0: No, I didn't actually. Um, I, I'll tell you what I did do. I did kind of look at which kind of major organs were nearest by or what, what it might be down there where it was kind of, my appendix, that kind of thing. So I was kind of looking at roughly where what was down there. And, um, but yeah, look, well, luckily, oh, it, it kind of disappeared into nothing. So I haven't really needed to
1: yeah. worry
0: about it. That was relative. So,
1: and, and was your conclusion that that was a physical thing that had repaired itself, or was it that it was a psychosomatic thing that didn't exist, or how I were you that- seeing it?
0: I think I concluded that it was just a little muscular thing that, yeah, had, yeah, had some little tear or something that repaired itself yeah. and all's fine. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I, I've started running again, so I'm doing my Monday, Wednesday, Friday runs. And um, uh, I'm just getting to that point. I'm into the third week now where um, bits of my body, usually because I haven't warmed up properly or I haven't kind of you know loosened up before I go for the run, Um I can feel a bit of tension um, in in a ligament or a, a muscle or something like that. Um, but because I know it, because I've done it before, I can kind of observe it and not go, "Oh my god!" Yeah, <laughs> um, and, and I think that, that is is true. Is it the more knowledgeable we we become about our own bodies, then the the better off we are, you know?
0: Yeah, I guess yeah. Um, I guess to an extent as well. Yeah, because. You know, just cause I ride a bike around a lot doesn't, it doesn't mean that I push my body to the limit all that often really. So, um, I guess we are increasingly, or we've become a society that's kind of not physically active kind of all of the time. Yeah. we are kind of, we'll kind of allot certain portions of our week to exercise, but we're not on the go all the time. So maybe, maybe we don't know our bodies as well as people, you know, a hundred, 200 years ago did.
1: But one of the classics is that we were never designed to sit in chairs. We spend our life sat down, um, which is it doesn't work well for our bodies. We don't move around enough. But then when we do start to move around, your body's been locked in the sitting position for so long. It's it, does, it doesn't it's not working well. Mm. You know, whereas two hundred years ago, people were moving about. They were they were still hunter gathering two hundred years ago. I mean, they, they they were kind of working in farms or whatever they were doing. Um, but they weren't sat down at computers talking to people um, online. <laughs> yeah.
0: Thank the Lord. All right. So cyberchondria, which is a, it's actually, it's got a Wikipedia page, so it must be a thing. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's, yeah, well, you've got a quote here saying, it's fueling an epidemic, an epidemic of health anxiety with one in five NHS appointments taken up by hypochondriacs and those with irrational fears. So that was written by Laura Donnelly in the Telegraph. So is that was that the original article where Cyberchondria was kind of? I I, do,
1: I believe so. Yeah. They, I mean, what one of the things I mean when I was training, um, which is a few years ago, that um, they were talking then about over sixty percent of people that went to the GP were actually suffering from an anxiety-related issue, and. Um, which was either it was the anxiety that was the problem or the anxiety was exacerbating the problem. Mm. Yeah. Um, And it's certainly true, and I think this is a really profound thing, is that if you go to pre-industrial communities that do still exist, agricultural and and, uh, hunter-gatherer-type communities, they don't have mental health problems. I mean, they'll have the occasional thing and they've got a shaman in there that'll mix you up some bongo juice or something to uh, ease the pain, you know, you twisted your wishbone or something. And so, I mean, it, they, they do get sorted, but they don't have the kind of problems that we have. They don't have this continual, am I good enough?
0: I you know, can I like, make it? Yeah. Depression, that kind of thing, yeah.
1: Yeah. Have I got? An, have I got enough? Mm. You know, how do other people see me? And 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 the kind of stuff when when we're online and we can actually see ourselves online and there are many people that have said to me no sorry I can't see you online why is that because I have to look at myself you know they can't cope with seeing themselves I mean I I'm in a little thing in the corner hey yeah you're right um, and it's, it's like if you can cope with how you look and who you are then it's fine but if you if you're looking at like going oh my god look at the state of you Mm, maybe I need a bit of Botox there that can just get rid of those wrinkles. You know.
0: Yeah. Well, you can switch on the uh, Zoom face um, flattening uh, feature, which I don't think I've got on at the moment, so it gets rid of all my freckles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I think that, that's that's lovely. That one. so yeah. can I do that? Can I? Background way you can, you
0: can for those watching on YouTube you can switch on. In Zoom, yeah, in Zoom settings, I think somewhere there's a um, face smoothing app or not app, um, setting.
1: I'll, I'll have to check that out. So I guess the fact that, that it
0: even exists, and I think it's on by like, default, actually. Um, <laughs> it's weird. Okay.
1: Do you mean that you don't actually look like that? Yeah. That over this really. period of lockdown, I've been looking at you and thinking, well, he's looking young, and you're actually old and haggard, but you're
0: I think a lot of cameras, mobile phone cameras now, the selfie camera um, does kind of apply a filter to to selfies as well by default too. So weird how technology is is shaping us really. But yeah, you talk in the blog a bit about expectation, about how um, people, we we all kind of expect to live a certain kind of life and we expect to live for a certain number of years, don't we? You know, assuming you don't get you know, fall off a cliff or something or, you know, we should all be getting 80, 90 years or being well. Um, Yeah. So when little things start to go wrong or you get a little sensation, um, when you're mid late thirties, like me, uh, late thirties, it's like, hang on a minute, this isn't supposed to be happening. I'm supposed to be living, you know, till I'm 90, you know, with absolutely no problems at all.
1: (laughs) It's interesting, isn't it? Because when, when people are older, um, and I, I suppose we are talking 40s up, I suppose, middle age, up, 40s, 50s, <laughs> up, um, where you've got someone who is experiencing pain. And there are, there are the people that say, they go to the doctor and they say, no, you need to get rid of this pain now. And there are the, the other people who say, well, no, pain's a part of growing old, isn't it? So, you know, you're bound to have more pain as you get older. Um and, and that's a fascinating way of looking at it. Um, and it's like, which one is for real? You know, is it that we're all going to experience these levels of pain and have to take medication as we get older? Or is it that if we keep look after ourselves and keep ourselves mobile, that it's not like that, mm. you know? There, there was a guy who um, I haven't seen for this year, which might be the lockdown year, um, but he was a guy that was in his 80s, I think he was nearer to ninety than eighty, but he was still going out. You see him jogging around in a pair of shorts and a, and a running um, top, you know. Um, and and he was still obviously not as agile as he probably was once, but um, I'd still still see him moving around. Um, and one and one of the things for me is is that if we spend our life sat down, we have to move our bodies. If you don't move your body, I mean, you get on your bike, you know. I do a bit of bike, a bit of run go for a walk whatever but but it's like keeping your body moving Mm -hmm. um and maybe when you stop keeping your body moving is when the problems begin and that could happen at any age i mean the amount of young kids that i see these days that are carrying too much weight um and i think that's probably because they're not going outside and playing they're inside and doing the thumb exercise on their device rather Mm -hmm. than actually moving their bodies and, and doing stuff um Mm-hmm. And I think that all feeds into the same thing because if if kids are growing up and they are cyber attached because they're on devices, and and then it's like, where do you find your source of information? You find it on your cyber device, and then you're at the mercy of all the websites. They're going to tell you that you know you've got ingrowing brain problems or something. New. <laughs> Is it? Quite crazy of things
0: so yeah. yeah I mean for people that are, might be thinking right now and might be struggling with certain anxieties around conditions which may or may not have been diagnosed how do you kind of break that that cycle then of uh of, of kind of worrying about it and then reading up about it without getting professional help uh, and then getting more anxious about it um you yeah, know what, what's what's the trick
1: I, I think that the, the thing for me is that if you are genuinely concerned that you have something wrong if you go and get something done about it or get someone to check it, then you can kind of put that anxiety to bed. You know, either it's real, um, whatever it is you're worrying about, and therefore you need to deal with it, or it is a case of, um, you know, actually, no, that's it's not a problem, there's nothing there. Mm. Um, and realizing that that it is just a twitch in your little toe and you haven't got the cancer of the of the elbow or something. Um and and I think it's all too easy to kind of catastrophize what's going on. And in that, I'm not saying that you shouldn't pay attention to things. I mean, if that pain in your side had persisted, I would be saying, you, you know, you need to go and get it checked, and sort of that. go and sort it out, go and see what it is. You know, um, and it, for me, uh, and, and it's not popular with lots of people that I know to to, to suggest that you might need to take antibiotics. But there are times when people have infections and antibiotics are completely appropriate for for what they're doing. You know, it makes you well when you're ill, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, um, what's your resource then? You, you hinted at it earlier on, Sean.
1: Yeah, it's, it's the You Can Heal Yourself or You Can Heal Your Life. There's several books in that series by Louise Hay, who... Uh, was quite a remarkable person in lots of ways. She had cancer, but then survived a long, long time because of the kind of things that she's talking about. But part of the work that she did, and in the You Can Heal Your Life book, it's in there, there is an index of symptoms. Mm. And she, interestingly, from all the work she did, um, had the symptom, the likely cause, as in what kind of mindset creates that kind of problem. And then... What is the affirmation you would need to change that kind of mindset? And it, it's quite a powerful thing when you look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and she's got everything in there from you know pain in your in your abdomen through to you know real kind of quantifiable diseases. Um, but lots of hypnotherapists use her kind of work and affirmations. If they've got someone in, in a in a deep hypno induction, they would be giving them. Um, that affirmation as a post-hypnotic suggestion to mm-hmm. change the way the mind's working to switch it onto a positive and um, framework and and that's true whether you're working with a psychosomatic illness or if you're working with a real illness that people are anxious about if you can take the anxiety away then the healing process speeds up you know is that that kind of thing
0: okay cool yeah. um all right well we'll link to that in uh, in the uh the show notes i'm just going to recommend people go for a walk um, I know usually I'm like Mr. Exercise and about biking, but I've realized really that like cycling for me is more about speed, uh, in terms of getting somewhere quickly without having to kind of leave a trail of destruction and pollution behind me. So, uh, I've been trying to, um, just walk recently, including this morning when it was absolutely lashing it down on the way to school. So, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, we all got our waterproofs on and there's just something about walking, isn't there, where you just, or uh, well, there can be where you just kind of notice things going on around you a bit more and takes the focus away from you, I think.
1: Yeah. there There is also something about um, walking um, or running, those kind of, of leg exercises, could be cricket, could be dancing, whatever, where the bone loading increases the bone density in your body. Um, and what happens as you get older is bone density reduces and one of the bits of evidence is that if people cycle too much and don't walk or run, they don't bone load, then mm. they can get very um, brittle um, bones wow. and, okay. and can end up, you know, you come off your bike when you're in your 60s and, and you break things where you would have bounced when you were younger because the bones aren't strong. Mm. So there, there is a balance where you need to be able to bone load as well.
0: Bone load, okay. I yeah. love a bit of bone loading
1: yeah morning. and and going d- d- doing the walk stuff is, is it because yeah. it's the thing about when we're sat down in the chair we're not bone loading mm. all, we, all we're doing is compressing the organs because if you think of a dog or anything with four legs the the organs are laid out in a line hanging down from the spine as soon as you stand upright they all fall down in a pile <laughs> yeah and so the pressure is on the bottom which is why people do get things like piles and abdominal it's the pressure of the organ uh, right, okay. yeah and um, whereas when you're moving around if you were hunter gathering you'd be in different positions you'd be relieving your body whereas if you're sat in a chair the weight is all down on onto your abdomen
0: you know not good not good no yeah well no. do your research yeah but always consult with a a medical professional if, uh, if needed, hey?
1: Yeah. And and at the moment, we've got a bit of a problem because people are having to be triaged through GPs to get to see anybody. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't do it. Mm. Yeah. I Over the years, I've had too many cases of people that didn't do something about something and then regret, regretted it later.
0: Yeah. You
1: know what I mean? It's, it's worth checking stuff out. Um, but checking out in the right place, that's the thing. No, and and the internet isn't always the best place to check stuff out.
0: No, agreed. Um really Cool. All right, Sean. Thanks for your time. Uh, Livingthepresent.co.uk for all the show notes and links and uh, all previous episodes. And we'll be back next week for more. You take it easy, eh, yeah. Sean?
1: You take care. Keep smiling.
0: Might even see, you, later, and see you
1: on your bike next week, then. Yeah,
0: fingers crossed, man. I'll come round. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. Okay. You take care. See you later.
0: See Bye. Bye.